Amen. Amen. Although women have traditionally fulfilled supportive roles in serving the church and gained the greatest joy and sense of accomplishment from being wives and mothers, the feminist movement has successfully influenced many women to abandon these divinely ordained roles. Unfortunately, this movement has made headway, even in the church, creating chaos and confusion regarding the role of women both in ministry and in the home. Only in scripture can God's intended design for women be found. This was a provocative uh, statement I found uh, on the website of Grace Community Church. Uh, Grace Community Church is in Los Angeles, California. And it was to really evoke some sort of reaction from you. Uh, maybe to provoke you. But we are here in our issues affecting the church today, Bible study, which we have on Fridays. And this Bible study, as I say, as often as I teach, that it is designed to confront issues that are affecting the church head on and come in with a scriptural perspective such that the saints are equipped to stand forth for the church of Christ, but also that uh, those people who are caught in falsehoods may be brought out by the power of God's word applied through the Holy Spirit. We recently had Tanaka doing an overview of the roles of men and women. This is really what the series is called in our issues affecting the church today, the roles of men and women. He gave us a, a wonderful foundation uh, to, 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 to leap from, as it were. And he showed us from the scripture uh, who men were and who women are. Um, and, 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 and sorry, who men are and who women are and what God's purpose for them is. And then uh, last week uh, or last time out, we're able to go through the roles of men in the church by the grace of God. But this is... Uh, this is a topic that is difficult uh, to tackle se seemingly because we are in a culture that has been desensitized and is severely complicated. But since we are Christians, we are going to look at what the Bible says a woman is and a role in the church. That's the first thing. But the second thing is we will make no apology for it as we are convinced that this is what God through his word would have us do. So whatever is said tonight is what we are convinced or rather what I am convinced that the scriptures teach concerning women and the church. So firstly, I want us to start with the creation of women. All right. The woman was created in the image of God. All right. She was created from man, for man, for the glory of God. 
I want to repeat that again. All right. The woman was created in the image of God. Number one, Imago Dei. From the man, from the rib of the man, for the man, and for the glory of God. This is what the Apostle Paul's argument is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 9, when he's addressing head coverings. He says, for man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. That is a very controversial statement in our day and age. You go out there and you ask people, what is your purpose in life? What were you created for? Of course, yes, you are created to fulfill God's purposes. You need to believe in Christ. You need to come to Christ. You need to believe in God through the Lord Jesus Christ. But what is the other reason why women were created? And we see from the scriptures, really, that the woman was created for the man. Adam, uh, for Adam, there was found no suitable helper. For Adam, there was no one like him to be able to meet his needs. And God was able to see that this uh, person who I've just created needs a companion. And when uh, Adam was fell into a deep sleep, uh, God fashioned from the rib a helper. And we see in the scriptures that straight after that, that is when uh, Adam broke into poetry. He says, this is now flesh of my flesh and bones of my bones. And the scripture goes on to say, she shall be called woman. And it goes on, etc., etc. They were naked and, you know, they were not ashamed. Friends, we must not forget, even as we think about this, that men and women were created equally in the image of God. That is found in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. And one commentator says, no one receives more of the image of God than the other. This is very important. This, is, this must be stressed each and everywhere we go in a world that is full of sin, in a world that is full of hatred, in the world that is full of abuse, murderers, um, you know, people who are malicious or, or malevolent, that women are not second-grade citizens. We should perish that thought. In fact, when we see ourselves thinking that way, we should rebuke ourselves sharply. We, just because the woman was created from man and she was created second, it does not mean that she's a second-rate citizen. And we need to be dogmatic about this. The church, uh, for, for a very long time now, has been weak in this area, in protecting our women. In other words, protecting our sisters, our, our mothers our daughters, our wives. We simply have left the door open for chauvinism, for anyone to come and say what they want, for anyone to come and, you know, run a commentary on women and, and say all sorts of things and abuse. Well, friends, I want to say that 
by the grace of God, this church will be not that church. We need to stamp that sin out and kill it. The moment it raises its ugly head, we need to step on it and say, no, we will not allow male chauvinism or even women themselves who've got a, a false view of who women are to, to advance that teaching, to, 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 pro, <laughs> to progress that sort of teaching. All right. So we see that uh, it must be said that the creation, uh, from the creation, that the roles of men and women have been subject to myriads of abuse. Chauvinism originates from there, and many have a very warped view of women, including women themselves. They are very confused over what God's purposes are there for them, from the scriptures. We see that in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, of course, Eve ate the fruit and gave to her husband who was with her. And so uh, all men sinned. Just as through one man sin entered into the world, Adam, the, uh, the responsibility fell on Adam. And there were consequences, all right? We read from Genesis 3.16 that it says the woman's desire. So I want, you, I want you to think about this very carefully. Before the fall of man, we don't see any evidence that the, the desire for the woman was to usurp the husband's authority. But it is only when sin has come into the world, when sin has entered mankind, the very bones of mankind, the, the very soul of mankind, that there's this tension that exists between men and women, whereby this same word he would rule the desire uh, the woman's desire um the word desire there is used in genesis 4 7 uh for cain and abel where it was said that you know uh sin's uh, desire sin was crouching at the door of cain and its desire was to rule over him and it's rendered that it is an excessive control or even an antagonistic force. It's a powerful force. It's something that we must not take for granted, what sin has done. And when, when, we, when you even think of this uh, excessive force and this powerful force, you think about the feminist movement. The feminists are, are, are a force. L let's, not, let's not lose it there, friends. The, the feminists are a huge movement and they are pushing their agendas and seemingly engulfing uh, the weak society and weak men and weak churches. That, that is something that is true and that is what even men are trying to respond to, but I think that they're responding wrongly. However, let's continue. So we see that uh, from then on, there was this tension. The, 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 the wife's desire was, was for a husband, but the husband was to rule over. It was not an imperative. It's not an imperative. It's not to say it's a verb, to say 
the wife should be against the husband, but the husband should rule. No, no, no. It's actually the way things are. It's it, 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 the, the, the writer of Genesis, uh, who I believe is Moses, is actually showing that from that day onwards, from that time onwards, there existed antagonism between male and female. Not only just in the home, but everywhere in society. The woman will seek to rule desire. And the man will seek to, sorry, the woman would has a, has a desire to usurp the authority of the man, but the man wa, uh, would rule over her. All right. So uh, every, having said that, we want to look at women in the Old Testament. And then we will look at women in the New Testament. And then I will apply it to the church here at BRBC. Because I don't want it to be too long. I want us to talk about these things and meditate upon them. And give an honest scriptural assessment. Alright. So in ancient Israel, women participated in every aspect of community life. Except in the temple priesthood. For example, women freely engaged in commerce and real estate. You read the Proverbs, Proverbs 31, woman, the most favorite text for many people. You will see that the Proverbs 31 woman was actually very industrious. She worked hard, that woman. And that was the model of the new the, the old testament women. They worked manual labor. All right. The, if you read uh, uh, Ruth, you see that uh, um, that I think uh, was it Naomi. Um, I kind of forget the characters. I always mix up their names. But she 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 was to go and sort of you know uh, work in the fields of the barley of of Boaz's farm, etc., etc. And you see that there's there's manual labor. That is happening there. But the women who were not priests still were not excluded from, te uh, for, from temple worship. Women played uh, music in the sanctuary. Please turn with me to Psalm 68 verse 25 uh, where we see a, 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 a picture of this. Psalm 68, verse 25, I'll just read what it says. And you see that women were actually playing music in the sanctuary, whether it was tambourines or etc., etc. But listen to the word of God. Uh, maybe starting from verse 24. Your procession is seen, O God. The procession of my, of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers in front, the musicians last, between them, virgins playing the tambourines virgins of course talking about women here usually women were the when virgins were spoken of women were the focal point they even prayed there they sang and danced uh, with men in religious processions if you read the old testament second samuel 6 19 to uh, and 22 and women participated in music and festivities at weddings in fact Women 
would probably bring the food. That was no question. They would probably serve the food. That is no question. They played a role in making sure that maybe, uh, you know, the kids are catered for when there's a festival. That uh, the people are well fed. That there's enough water. That there's enough wine. That there's enough delicacies. That the food and etc. Uh, etc. Et would not run out. And remember, when, when God instituted the Mosaic law, there were women. Remember, Miriam? Miriam was also part of the team. And so, really, women were also required to be present for the public reading of the scriptures. Uh, in Deuteronomy 31, verse 12, uh, some argue that women are to are supposed to be involved in the public reading of scripture in the church. Uh, we at BRBC don't see that as a, uh, as a clear teaching of scripture. Because if you think of Ezra, Nehemiah, all those who read the tablets, uh, the law of God, it was men. So we do not necessarily permit women to do public reading of scripture. Uh, in a in a in a corporate sense, uh, whilst exercising authority over men. All right. So some of the things that women did. It's, it's estimated that every day, it took women two or more hours just to grind grain to make flour. The woman at the well. Huh? What about Rebecca, who met the, the servant that was sent by Abraham? What was she doing? She was at the well. It's so funny, really, guys, that I have to make this comment and that I, I have a fear that a lot of women in our generation are afraid of hard work are afraid to grind it out. It seems as though it is uh, shameful for a woman to be seen kuchiborani, at the, at, uh, to be seen at the well, to be seen in, in maybe in high-density suburbs. Some women don't have a choice. But I'm saying even in our local towns, in our local areas, women are scared of doing hard labor so are the men by the way but today i'm questioning on the women but the women in the old testament were industrial women may had may have had the, a significant amount of control of household material resources since they were the ones who were in the home whilst the men were out at war or looking for plunder or spoil. Mothers were more likely to name their children than the fathers. This is the Jewish Old Testament. And in, in ancient Israel, women functioned as medical specialists, primarily as midwives. All right? Childbirthing was dangerous, and midwives had to possess considerable skill. You had to help. Other women give birth. 
now there's medicals there's all you know all these fancy equipment in fact i think that in some countries it is illegal to give birth in the home you may get arrested but this was ancient israel this was the way of life and women were to the other role which is very controversial women were to give birth <laughs> you know i was reading the history of hitler hitler was an evil man but i believe he had women right you know what what hitler said he said women are to bear children they are to take care of the home however that looks like i'll get that, get that later they are to uh yeah so he, he he said something to this effect that in that that makes them a woman that's what god has created them for of course that is not the only those are not the only reasons why god has created them there are so many other things but i believe he had really for a tyrant of that stature i believe he had something right and funny enough he he even respected women to some degree <laughs> all right so women were not priests or warriors not a single book in the canon of scripture is wrote by women is written by women no queen ever ruled israel no uh yeah no women wrote the old testament old new testament and isaiah 3 12 indicates that god allowed women when god allowed women to rule it was is part of judgment on the sinning nation so friends this is not rocket science this is this is simple teaching from the scriptures and what perplexes me is that mankind tries to reinvent the wheel there's always arguments and fights and you know what what you know should we do this should we do that and oh no no we should you know the scriptures are clear and what really also advances the scriptural teaching is that even natural law itself natural law tells you no man can give birth i don't care what sort of science you have or what scientific modifications you try to to you try to employ or advance a woman will always be a woman and she will always give birth these things are saying oh no now my husband is pregnant we hate we did this we did that that is just an assault trying to assault what god has created is is just trying to reinvent the wheel and say ah well we want to go our own way but friends it always ends in tears always god is supreme he reigns he rules he will dominate you he will humble you he will destroy you for being disobedient to him he will ensure that those who are opposed to what he has said in his word will be crushed 
Let's move on to the New Testament. So the social condition of women in the New Testament has changed. All right? Or the first century, because the time Jesus was there, the, 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 the role of women had drastically changed for the worst. Women were not allowed to testify in court. In effect, this categorized them with Gentiles, minors, deafs, and mutes, and undesirables, such as gamblers, the insane, and pigeon racers, who were also denied that privilege. All right, so we see a change, we see a shift. What were women allowed to do in Rome? Women were now supposed to stay in the home. They could no longer go out. In fact, in Roman times, women had to cover themselves from head to toe, faces, whereby we, we were not supposed to see your face. Probably that's the ideology where the, 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 the Muslims come from or they borrow. Have you ever seen the ladies? They are covered from head to toe. Their faces are covered. And it's not really, I wouldn't say it's a, I wouldn't say that it's a purity issue. Or, or to say, no, I, I, I want this, uh, uh, it's not really a purity issue to say, no, we want the woman to be pure and all that stuff and dress modestly. No, 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 no. It's to actually hide them and say, no, no, no. You are not supposed to be outside. Only, so even a woman of stature could not engage in commerce at that time and would really be seen outside her home. Only a woman in dire economic straits who was forced to become the family breadwinner could engage in her own small trade. If a woman was ever in the streets, she was to be heavily veiled and was prohibited from con conversing with men. That was the, the turn of the century, first century, life. I want you to listen to this very interesting excerpt that I, I found out. In the midst of the Greek, Roman, and Jewish cultures, which viewed women almost on the level of possessions, Jesus showed love and respect for women. Though Jewish rabbis did not teach women, and the Jewish Talmud said it was better to burn the Torah than to teach it to a woman, Jesus never took the position that, uh, never took that position. By their very nature, women could not understand spiritual or theological truth. So Jesus did not take that position. But the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, the people of the day, the religious leaders, treated women that way. Now, I want you to think, friends, perhaps if that did not happen, 
we probably wouldn't have feminism. Because feminism was a response. Feminism is a response to abuse, to evil, actually. Now I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even support of feminism. I think it's dangerous. I think it's poison. But I'm just trying to show you the reality of the situation. That if in the Jewish circles, women were not even allowed to, to be read for. <laughs> the Talmud. Then what else do they have as rights? But Jesus never took that stance. Jesus conversed with the women at the well. John chapter 4. Last week at church, we even saw that the people that were the first witnesses, the eye, first eyewitnesses of the resurrection were women. So Jesus did not treat them as second-rate citizens or second-grade sort of humans. All right. So women in the church, and then I will apply to BRBC. So if you read all across the, old, uh, the New Testament, you will see that from the very beginning, women fulfilled a vital role in the Christian church. There is no such thing as a church that does not have women. Say, I know this is a man's church. Everyone here is a man, so that's the church. It'll be worrisome. It'll be scary. If you, uh, there are so many scriptures I can quote. Uh, I'll give you some scriptures first. Um, f uh, uh, sorry, Acts chapter one, verse twelve to fourteen, is highlighted. Second Timothy chapter one, verse five, uh, Romans sixteen as well. First uh, Corinthians sixteen nineteen. But women were not really leaders in the church. Now this is where the the rubber hits the road. Because now, because abuse existed or exists in one way or the other, it does not change the role and the posture of women. Remember, in the in the beginning, I said they were to be subject. Eve was to come under Adam. Now, because of that antagonism that is there. That is why nowadays you find women preachers. You find women elders. You find women leading churches. And yet in the scriptures, no matter what sort of gymnastics you want to do with the scripture, you cannot show me a text that gives women that role. to be elders. In fact, I would say making a woman a pastor or making a preach or lead a congregation is abuse. You're abusing her. 
because she's not she's doing what she's not even supposed to do she's not been prepared to do that she was not made to do that she was not crafted to do that she was not molded to do that that is not who she is a woman is meant to be subordinate come under she's a helper And we see the apostles were all men. The chief missionary activity was done by men, although in some of his trips, Paul was accompanied by women. It's just like saying, we're going for evangelism. Should I just say, oh, my wife, you can't come for evangelism. Or maybe we're going to a missionary trip, trip into the Amazon jungle and I say, no, 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 only men can go when women can remain. No. Women are recipients of God's grace. Whether we like it or not, whether the chauvinist in us is, is, is provoked, when we say that women are, women are partakers of the grace of God, they are heirs to the throne. <laughs> they are heirs, co-heirs with Christ. Those who are in Christ are co-heirs and they will be in heaven. And when they're in heaven, you won't marry them. <laughs> you won't. We see that Paul respected women and worked side by side with them. For the furtherance of the gospel, Romans 16, Philippians 4 3. He, 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 he did not appoint any female elders or pastors. He actually urged men to be leaders in the church and that women were not to teach or exercise authority over men. Therefore, although women are spiritually equal with men and the ministry of women is essential to the body of Christ, women are excluded from leadership over them. Over the over men in the church and in the home, which I think in the next couple of weeks that will be touched, and hopefully we will look at a, at a, at a very contentious one. Society. What does that look like in our society? Where you've got women CEOs, women working First National Bank, she's got a position higher than you <laughs> she's driving a chevrolet let's look at the application or to brbc to our local church what does this mean for these sisters here right first of all you cannot serve the church in the leadership i'm sorry to spell it out to you my friends that you cannot in fact i would say you must not in order to be right with god in order to be in god's will you must not you can serve in the choir women sang remember praise the lord we need all those beautiful voices we can't survive on Pastor Joe's voice. 
We definitely cannot. <laughs> we maybe we can. What about Felix's voice? Yeah. <laughs> you can survive. <laughs> There's hospitality ministry. I don't know why uh, women shy away from hospitality. Have you ever been? I don't know how, how often you guys have, have, have traveled. But I think that Christians, there are so many Christians that lack in the area of hospitality. And when I'm talking about hospitality, I'm not talking about big fat chicken uh, Nando's every day. You've got coffee at, at, your, at, your, at the click of your finger. You are being driven around in a, you know, in a Chrysler. That is not hospitality. I'm talking about Christian hospitality, love, care. You are there with your hosts. You are, you, 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 you are creating conversations with them. You are making sure they are comfortable. You are ministering to them. You are serving them. Your home is open. Your home is welcoming. How many Christians whose homes are open? And usually, maybe the man can be hospitable, but the woman, yeah, she's just, oh, I want my space. You know? Why should I have people in the house anyway? Hospitality. Women can serve. In fact, that is one, one area the gospel can advance. And I would urge you guys, even as some of you get married, Felix, and some of you are still in search of houses and, and etc. Open up your home and be hospitable. And your wife can play a major role in that. Hospitality. Even at church. After church, instead of us saying, well, I'm going to talk to my best friend today. Mr. Felix, how was Chelsea yesterday? We started laughing about the game. There is a soul needing a conversation. They are, they are new to the church. They don't know anything. They are lost. They need the gospel. They need you to come and say, no, my friend, how are you doing? How can I be of service to you? Are you all right? How was the sermon? Oh, where are you from? Can we take your number so that during the week we can follow up on you? Where do you stay? How do you get here? Do you have any problems? In terms of transport, getting back home, how is your home? Have we ever thought to ask strangers that question? By the way, this is applicable to both men and women, by the way, if you're noticing. Have we ever sat down to even think, okay, so that person who came to church, who are they? All right. Hospitality, there's women's ministry. Caring about your neighbors, caring about the women in the community, caring about the women that you come in contact with, reaching out to them with the gospel and evangelizing. I don't know which way I read this. Uh, there was so, some sort of statistics that was, that was published about um, women being more in churches and 
that is a result of women's ministry just the thing that you do at least maybe you meet other women but instead of gossiping you are preaching the gospel you're inviting those women are attracted to your character they're attracted to your welcomeness your contra your sorry your 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 um your 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 humble spirit they are attracted to that they say oh so what has happened to you where are you from who are you so friends here's a challenge for the women in the church i challenge you to be hospitable to join the choir to be part of the women's ministry to to reach out to the children women can teach children by the way women should teach children it's not only men in fact i think some churches have gone to the extreme some churches say men can't teach children that's wrong men should play a role in that there are some churches that you go there and say no i don't know men go inside who teach the children here in sunday school no that's another extreme but women should endeavor to teach children there's also evangelism women must by all means join evangelistic outreaches by all means necessary ah think about it if me and felix go out evangelizing without a sister by our side or a woman by our side what are the chances that a girl that we stop will not suspect us of trying to go after what are the chances especially in our day and age where everyone is just suspicious you just say ah sister please stop i just want to talk like ah Ah, or if you say, ah, are you really a pastor? But when there's women around as well, there's it adds weight, it adds seriousness. The women can then engage the, the, the women, and we can also be there as you know, together. What about missions work, missions ministry, missions co uh, committee? We are looking forward to having our 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 speaker for november the lord willing dr vodi bokam and we need the input of women we need the women to be engaged where is this man going to be accommodated the food how many heads are coming what does he need what is his itinerary what what food does the person need what does he eat? Prayer. <laughs> what about prayer? Do you know that actually there are some people, every Christian can pray, but there are some people who are actually gifted in prayer. Do you know that? Have you ever heard of that? That there are actually some people who are gifted in prayer, who can actually pray, quote unquote, better than you and I, and some of those people can be women. 
Women should be praying. Warriors. Prayerful. Praying for your households. Praying for your husbands, Laura. Who's in the trenches. Praying that God may protect this man from temptation to sin. To say, ah, Lord, be with him as he goes to work in the morning. Protect him. I pray that I may be a worthy wife. Praying for the needs of the church. What, what can I be praying for? You know, being eager. Nowadays, we live in a day where people have given themselves titles. Hey, I'm introverted. What, what? Can you be introverted to ask someone to pray for this? <laughs> Say, no, can I pray for you? How can I be praying for you? You know, to be interested. Not, not in a busy body manner or being nosy, but interested. Show interest in other people's lives. Right. Exhortation. You can serve by exhorta uh, exhortation, exhorting other believers, other women, other men, actually. You can exhort a brother in the Lord through the scripture. It's not prohibited. You can exhort the pastor. It's not prohibited in the scripture. They service, encouragement. Some people have just got the gift of rebuke. They can't even encourage. They always have to see the wrongs that is happening in the church. The negatives. But women can serve that way, being encouraged. Encouraging one another. And then the last one that I, 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 I put there, giving. <laughs> giving it's an important one as well women can serve the church that way giving whether it's through the leadership of their husband they say, well I think we can be giving more this month what do you think oh ah okay no 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 I actually you know won a prize at school for one of the best uh students and it was twenty thousand us dollars this is a single lady by the way who's in university let me give to the church this much not to hold back proceeds I don't know if there are any other places that I miss ushering. Women can welcome people into the church. Decoration. And etc. etc. So friends, with all these things that are they laid before us to be done? Why is it that there's so much confusion when it comes to women in the church? Why is it that there's so much confusion that some churches are even being led by women? You've got prophetesses, you've got priests, 
You've got people, churches now ordaining women. I think it's there's a Presbyterian church that is now ordaining women as you know elders. When all these things have been that we see in the scripture and we see here are there. All right, friends, uh, I won't go further. Um, we've come to the end of our uh, sort of teaching, so I'll give it up for discussion now. Uh, questions, uh, reflections, confessions, uh, you know, uh, sort of, you know, how, what do you guys think about this?